Here's the following question. I know this is a simple question which a lot has been spoken and written about as follows. I have a wonderful life in all areas, financially, family, school, socially, etc. I am, thank God, a very successful guy and overall have a wonderful life. So number one, despite the fact that the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash took place near 2,000 years ago and therefore difficult to relate to, I've been asking myself if it is a sincere act to mourn over it and the fact that it doesn't really bother me. And number two is, you know, is this okay? And is there something about the Beis HaMikdash that's essentially relevant and part of my life that I'm not aware of? And if so, what may that be? Beautiful, authentic, you know, real question that we all can relate to. Now, due to the the broadness of this massively important question and topic, we're not going to go about this question um, through um, the general mahalach of Arabeim regarding this topic. Since, you know, there's so many different approaches and perspectives on this matter, and there's, you know, just endless amount which has been said, written, and has been thought about. So, what I would like to do today is to use the principles and the esodos, many of them which we have discussed up until now through the various chaburos in this series, this chabura, and to use what we've learned in order to really go ahead and, you know, tackle this question head on and bring it down, hopefully, Be'ezer Hashem, to the practical level of Avoda as well. So here we go. In every question, every life question, that's relevant to an individual and to a community, institution, a society, a culture, you always have the two aspects of how do I relate to this question? How does it affect me in my personal life? What's my perspective, my take on the issue, right, individually? And then you have the broader view, which is how does this relate to me in terms of my mission as serving, you know, the people, the world. And each one is extremely important if we want to answer this question thoroughly. So let's begin. An individual thinking about the loss of the Beis HaMikdash, exile, redemption, and all these big topics out there, so certainly depends on a person's stage in life. You know, you have a young guy, he's in high school and so on, so let's say he, you know, he's, he's living it and he has, he's having a good time, he has great family, friends, financially feels secure, and all these different aspects that come into living. So, from his perspective at that age, and very much age-appropriate, is that he doesn't necessarily feel it so much. You know, I'm living a great life, great community, great place, everything's really going well. Certainly, you know, there are bumps in the road, but from time to time. But overall, you know, I'm living a great life. So, the question for that for that guy at that stage is how is this the way he's asking himself generally subconsciously is you know why should I care about this as all the Ishrabim always say that the question you know a few years ago 20 
you know, 15, 20, 30 years ago, when people would come to Eishat Torah, it was, you know, how do I know that God exists? And that was the nature of the conversations and the debates. Today, the question is, why should I care if God exists? So, we have to understand the mentality of the question. So, back to our example, right? You have a guy in high school. So, certainly the question for him is, you know, why is this relevant to my life? And I'm not really anticipating anything more. Okay, yeah, I would love great experiences, because let's try and analyze. The base Hamikdash, in his eyes, what could it mean to him? You know, a great place of, if he's, you know, into enlightenment, a place of connection, whatever that means, that vague concept, at times that you can experience a tremendous awe and reverence. And, you know, the masses of the Jewish people gathering together in tremendous joy. So it's like a really great party, but like something like really goes through the roof. And something about that vibe, something, you know, very, ex very exciting. So that's the mindset of you know, a teen and so on, because that's naturally where his mind is focused, that's where he is in, at this stage of life, and that's, you know, pretty much, and, and especially in, the, in our society, that's very much age-appropriate. Now, as we said, that's, you know, analyzing it, and as usually someone younger relates to things, is how, is this, how do I relate to, it, to this experience from my experiences of life? Now, let's move up a little bit more. So now, you know, he gets a job, he gets married, has children. So certainly the worries and the stresses of life were much more significant and there's much more to, you know, worry about in that sense. Life is not uh, such a simple picnic. So certainly when it comes to davening, right, it just doesn't make sense for a Rebbe that has Talmidim that he's close with and, and, and a parent not to become a better davener over time because there's much more responsibilities, um, much more, you know, things going on as the way that Baruch Hu, with his infinite wisdom has created the system. Um, so ultimately, his individual perspective of how a certain experience relates to me, how a certain um, state the Jewish people of a community relates to me is much different because you know he has children, grandchildren, so his concern for people has grown much more, and he understands, right? Assuming he's a developed, sincere human being, it's greater appreciation for the complexities of life, and therefore his perspective and take on the issue will be much broader naturally. Even though he's analyzing it, as we said, the first step a of this is, as we said, individually. Because his individuality, right, just by getting married, for instance, is, as they say, out of me into we. So he has to incorporate much more into that, quote-unquote, um, box that we described earlier called um, the individual aspect of an experience. The second aspect, as we said, is how do I relate to an experience as an institution? Um, as a community, from the world's view, which means, what is the world not only you know lacking or really needs in order to reach the perfect world we want it to be—a tranquil, peaceful, and loving world. 
and unified world. And by the way, so much of davening, many parts of davening describe this this point in Psokim that La Lavo, Mashiach comes, we're going to go ahead and that the swords and spears will turn into instruments for working the fields that really resembles right the making of peace and so on and so forth now the so number two of this is um, the negative and the positive aspect right we have individual we have institution viewing it from the world's perspective the world's needs um, but there's now we have something called the negative and the positive. The way we understood um, the individual aspect of something being relevant to my life, or um, as the institution, as a community, right from the world's vantage point, is basically they're all in the negative sense. I know what am I lacking? What are we lacking? What is the world lacking that we have to go, that we want, or that we have to resolve and fulfill? And that's what we're anticipating. So I'd like to quickly bring in a question, and we're not going to address this so much now because we spoke about this in the past, but I find them very much um, connected. And, you know, it's really, I would call it stage one and stage two. And to use this as a springboard to really go ahead and try and go through this topic and to see what we can bring down practically for us, for our Avodah Hashem, Bezer Hashem. So we had previously in the Chabur, we had a question that goes as follows regarding the Geula and the coming of Mashiach. I'd like to read it briefly. The question goes as follows. Why should I be looking forward to the arrival of Mashiach? All I've heard is that when Mashiach comes, there will be no wars and financial issues and other issues, etc. So in order that we'll be free to dedicate all of our time to studying Torah, as, as the Rambam says, the point out that Chachamim were only Nesavet, they only had the desire and and craving for the coming of Mashiach, that way Kal Yisrael be Osik Torah. Um, okay, and goes further in the question, right, so we'll be able to de dedicate all of our time to studying Torah. So despite the fact that I don't enjoy learning, even if I would, I probably wouldn't be anticipating his arrival since the way I understand this is that all of our talents, hobbies will be put away and as a result, all my wants, dreams and ambitions will have to come to an end and um, all the things I take pleasure in. And in brackets, referring to even permissible pleasures. So bottom line, why should I be looking forward to the Geulah and the arrival of Mashiach? So we spoke about this question in the past, and as we can see, right, they're very much connected. So the first common denominator between the questions um, is probably the question is coming from a younger perspective, um, and certainly incorporating the episode of individuality. You know, the way I relate to this concept, and you know, I just want to have a good time. I want connection as well. I want um, eternity even. I want all the good things in the world, but the way I perceive and understand the coming of Mashiach is that's going to set that individuality that I can have, and I'm just going to be, you know, have to subjugate myself to something I don't enjoy. Fine, so we have addressed that there, but the the point I would like to bring out is from this question related to our Shaila this week is again it's individual and something which is Shaykh also too the institutional level, right, as the world's view, is that it's, we're going on the negative, which is, you know, what am I lacking that I want to fulfill, I, or I have something that I'm worried might sap that pleasure that I'm taking now, 
What is the positive aspect? Let's try and think for a moment. What is the building of Beis HaMikdash? What is the Avod of the Kahanim in the Beis HaMikdash for? The coming of Mashiach, right? To incorporate that aspect into our question too. And what is Mashiach coming for? And so the Rambam, we mentioned this Rambam in the past, the Rambam, the end of Hilchos Tshuva. The Rambam says in Parakites, in Hilchos Tshuva, that a sign and a raya for the for the Mashiach is that he'll be a Baal Chochma Yoyser Mishlomo, he'll be a tremendous prophet, Karov to Moshe Rabbeinu, he'll teach Kla Yisrael, Ma'ikola Am, and be Meir than Derech Hashem. The only difference is that the Malchus will return to Kla Yisrael, will be in power. And as he says, as the Rambam, there's between the Olam and the days of Mashiach, that now can be subject to the nations of the world. And the Rambam also says in Hilchus um, here and also in Hilchus um, Malachim that the sign of Mashiach is that, and you'll know that he's Mashiach if he goes ahead and right, does Milchama and is successful in metal, and then also builds a base HaMikdosh, builds a base HaBchira, be a dua that he is the Melech HaMashiach. So, it's a two-stage process. You have the coming of Mashiach, the arrival of Mashiach, and then you have the Binyan Beis HaMikdosh. So why is all of this relevant to us? So again, let's try and harp on for a moment to the positive aspect. And when we're speaking about the positive aspect of the Bias HaMashiach, what we should be anticipating, we have to be very careful not to fall back into the negative aspect, which is not, I'm lacking something, and therefore, uh, it's not that I'm, I want something more, so, oh, so the Bias HaMashiach and the rebuilding of the Beis HaMikdash is, I get some more, or I get much more, or it's a new dimension. That's, again, going on the first aspect of this, which is the negative aspect, which is I'm trying to fulfill myself with something. So the, all of this has been said, a lot of introduction, um, is to go ahead and, and, and to see, you know, where, what place within me really wants something, and is there anything that I am really looking for? Should I be looking for anything? So the question was, to stick to the, to the, to the structure of the Shiloh, is that, first of all, we have something called the Binyan Beis HaMikdash. We have the Khurban Beis HaMikdash. Right, the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. The way that we relate to destruction is a lack. Right? We no longer have that. So for that aspect, which is not so much what we're going to be going into now, a lot has been spoken and written about, is you know, what was the Beis HaMikdash all about? What was the Beis HaMikdash all about? What was that place? So to be more precise, Redefine the question is why should I care? So, the approach that we would like to take, and we mentioned also when we spoke of Mashiach, is as follows. We mentioned, Tarev of Nayach, the concept of the five levels of pleasure. And, right, fifth level in a separate class, but the fifth level, right, physical, material pleasure, fourth level, love, and what makes something a new class. That's a new dimension. No amount of fifth class can buy you a unit in fourth class pledge. You're not going to sell your kid for $100 million, right? Then good, you'll give up your life for a cause. Not to, you know, murder somebody else. 
tell you, here's a knife where you kill 500 children, where you kill you, your wife, your kids, and take all you got, you won't be able to do it, right? Unless you confuse the definition for good. So, that's right, you know, for a cause. So, certainly, if you're willing to die for a cause, you'll live for a cause. Number two is to create. You have the counterfeit in each class, as we said. Um, the counterfeit of, to create, the counterfeit of power is um, when people misuse it against others. The ultimate power is to create, to give people life, to give people chios. But Lamaisa, after all this, it has to add up to something. If there is no infinite creator, if you don't have an infinite being, an infinite purpose, again, infinite purpose, so then nothing adds up to anything. So certainly, in terms of filling our senses and goals and so on, that's all very nice and good. And we should have them. We do have it for a purpose. But if we don't direct all of this at the end of the day, i.e. before we ask ourselves what Mashiach is about, what Beis HaMikdash is about, it's all coming to bring us to a purpose, to an ultimate goal. And each one of that, right, there are different stages within that process. So the first question we have to ask is certainly back to basics. Always, right, as we say, always go back to basics using the principles. What am I living for? What is life about? What is the purpose of creation? So, we've spoken many times in Tfilah and also in the, right, particularly in the Shabbos Shi'urim, that we have the concept of Malchus Hashem. The Pasuk says, Locha Hashem Hagdulo Vagvura Vatiferes Vanetzach Vahod Kuchova Shemaim Vart, Locha Hashem Amamlocha Vamisnasi Lochola Rosh. So the seven attributes in that Pasuk, um, and the last one, Locha Hashem Amamlocha, to you as Hashem is the Malchus. Yeah. We carnate a Kadesh Barhu. Now, the Isod is the Malchus Laisle Migarmaklum. The concept of majesty is that there, it has nothing unto, it, unto its own. When you go ahead and, for example, you hurt um, someone from a specific nation, if he's American, a Persian, wherever, okay, fine, you know, it's not, you didn't do something nice, certainly, it's bad. Um, but if you if that guy happens to be a tourist, right, and he's in some foreign country, and they go ahead and hurt this guy in you know a serious way, in the more so taking captivity or chaser shalom even killed, so you'll see that particularly people in captivity, there are armies that have been moved around the world to go ahead and save a few individuals. Now, what is the power of the individual? In his own country, right, they wouldn't necessarily do that, right? Nowhere near the efforts that they would exert in putting him um, and really moving, you know, so much, you know, military force for that purpose. But the aside is that when he is hurt within his own country, that's one thing. But when he's somewhere else and he's hurt, it's a pagia and you're hurting the entire nation. You didn't hurt John Doe, John Smith, right? Update ourselves. You hurt, right, the entire American nation or right, you hurt an entire society. So, 
majesty, again, the king doesn't only represent, right, he's a, a certain personnel or stature that he, right, he's looked upon and represents the entire nation. for the reason he's called the king of, of this Medina, of this country, he represents, right, the Persians, he represents the Americans and so on, this entire nation. And so his power, Ba'atzim, comes from all these individuals combined and right, they're unified in that sense and that's why they're all called the Persians. So their, cell, their individual name, in terms of this aspect, falls away. Because it's not about me and you, it's about the entire nation, about the Malchus, the kingdom, and so on. So L'chashem HaMamlacha is that the manifestation of all these midos, the, right, the seven attributes, six attributes, right, the seventh Malchus, being manifested through Malchus, the Malchus Hashem, the revelation as, as Hashem being the Melech, the king, right, that is a manifestation of all the midos. You can only bring out all the midos once there's a revelation that there's a king. For example, you can have an extremely talented person, but it could be he wants to do so many great things, but he just doesn't have the ability to do so. You can have someone on the other hand that has the ability to do so, but doesn't have the desire. So when he, let's say, he has all these ideas that he wants to enforce, he sees that there's no right, injustice going on in the country and, and right, different things. So what he's going to do, finally he's okay, he becomes king, so he'll be able to enforce all of that. So the manifestation of all the ideas, all the quote-unquote attributes that were in stock before can only be manifested once he has the power to do so. So Hashem has the Ratzon, right? Hashem has the Ratzon to share us with, with good, with reality, with existence. The way to bring it out is the Malchus Hashem. So as we pointed out very briefly from the five levels of pleasure, is that ultimately we're, we're striving for something beyond our finite being in existence. So to have that zman of geula when we go ahead and that's Hashem bekarv yamenu, we have the geula and we have that point of service of Hashem and we elevate the entire world to its purpose of recognition of eternity, the recognition of Hashem, and ultimately, the and to continuously grow closer and closer, it's infinite, to understanding and to take pleasure in Kesh presence, as the Torah tells us, the purpose of our creation, the first two lines of Mestas Hashem, the reason why we're created is right, to be pleasured. Certainly that's something we can all relate to and to get the ultimate pleasure which is can only be through an infinite source and even with that getting caught up with the, my specific details why we said we spoke previously about Mashiach and Beis HaMikdash as much has been written about that to see what was about and why was that the place to bring out this um, concept of Nitzchios Eternity of Hashem and what we ultimately crave which is not so much what we're going to talk about this Chabura Rather to focus on the points that we mentioned, the four points, individuality, right, individually to relate to something as an institution, as a worldview, the negative, just viewing something as um, lack and fulfillment, and then the positive aspect, which that's what we're going to speak about right now, 
is the following that we have the concept of the Shechinta Begalus, everyone, right? The Shechina is in Golus. Now, what a question. What is the difference between the Shechina and Akadosh Baruch Hu? So, one appreciation, as this farm bring down, Pinkus explains in the Sefer Shabbos Malkasel, is that Shechinta Begalusa is that the manifestation of seeing all of Hashem's Midos that we mentioned earlier, right? We don't see the manifestation of them. We don't see the Hanhagas Hashem as much. It's a time of Hester. It's not a time of having a tremendous revelation as Matan Torah, the Beis HaMikdash, that it was openly visible for us to recognize and for the nations of the world to recognize that connection. So one will say, you know, all this is, you know, very nice and, you know, great ideas and so on. But let's say someone who's at that stage, how could you mourn in accordance to, right, being, again, age-appropriate, a 16-year-old, an 18-year-old, a 30-year-old, a 50-year-old, so each one's holding a different stage of appreciation. But bottom line, something, a concept, a, a yesod principle which is relevant for everyone that they can incorporate according to their stage and where they're holding in life in their avodah Hashem. So at this point, Many speakers will go ahead and throw the classic move in. You gotta think big. But Lamaisa, let's be authentic. You know, I'm okay, I can think big, but you know, in terms of actually connecting with me, resonating, I don't find it doesn't do the job. In fact, you have to think about the world, or even if you do think about the world, looking for the ultimate redemption, these are all very, like, you know, cute words and, and very big words. But what do these words mean to me? That's what we're coming to address today. And we may love thing after all this been said, we can tie it together. The fourth aspect out of our ta little table over here, individual, right, the worldly view, um, we're all fitting in within the negative aspect that we're trying to fulfill a certain lack. So anything that we're gaining is within lack and fulfillment. What's the positive aspect? within these two that really ignite and connect and therefore it's one principle what do I want out of life for myself the most what am I always seeking for right we're designed to have taino to have pleasure certainly that's you know it's devastating you have a child he's five years old he's playing Lego 12 hours a day that's amazing you know he's building these he's building these beautiful models of Lego, it's it's amazing. Now, he grows, he's 10, 15, 20, 25, and he's doing the very same things that he was doing when he was 5 years old. Right? And that's tragedy. The, you know, the kid, the, the kid, I mean, he said he's 25, and he's saying, you know, but I, my parents, you know, my dear parents, but I'm enjoying this, you know, what, what, what are you so worked up about? Right, let's say, I don't even have to support him. But, you know, they're going to say, but there's there's so much more you know, so much more available, so much more pleasures available. When they're saying, you know, but what about you need to get, you need to get a job, you need to get married, you have to have children. What are, what are they saying? What they're saying is there's so much more available. So it's a catastrophe if someone ends up when he's 25, 50, 60, 80, 90, 100 playing with Lego. Now, why is that a catastrophe? It's not just, oh, you can get more pleasure here. I like this pleasure. But there's so much more, so many more dimensions of reality 
to be involved in and someone who's not gauging not you know grappling with with day-to-day -day living he's busy with his lego he's not engaged with meaning with love with creativity and ultimately connecting to the ultimate source of what are we living for what's our purpose you missed you kind of missed the boat so someone is going through life and the question should not be individual the world view the negative aspect it's you know what is all this for so understanding Mashiach brings that um, closeness right to our purpose and the base Hamikdash resembles that and is the Makom Avoda for the Beis HaMikdash, which Agav, Koyhanim, people think, you know, what's the main Avoda of a Kohen, of a priest, right, in the Beis HaMikdash? The Kohen has just maximum one or two weeks a year in the Beis HaMikdash. What do you do the rest of the time? Yoyru Mishpatecha Liyakov Right? They teach Teretekla They teach the word of Hashem. The inner understanding. Right? The world, Teirah is called relationship in many different ways. It's a world of relationship. So if we're not engaging with our relationships, we're not growing together, we don't have that unity which Mashiach is, as Hashem brings. That's what his tafkid is. Main tafkid and build a binyan base abachira. So the makom that kibesi betzvila yikarlech la'amim that all the nations of the world can gather together and crown Hashem and to have that unity amongst us, not just in terms of you know, I'm not worried about it. I have no fighting going on or bullying in my school, my class, at home. So it's not relevant to me, but it's extremely relevant. Because at the end of the day, what's it all add up to? If we're living in a world, in a beautiful world, Akash Baruch designed, but you're lacking the king, and you give an illustration for that, you have a wedding. So Pincus says, you have a wedding. And for some reason, something happened that the chassan can show up. So, no one, no one's crazy enough to say, "Oh, okay, so just enjoying the food, the band." It's like the food becomes like despicable, and the, the the band, everything is is ruined if you don't have the purpose. Because we're so we crave right the tachlis, the purpose so much. If you don't have the purpose of why we're doing all of this, it's nothing. And many people, unfortunately, stop by just having the band, having the food. But you don't have the chasen, you don't have the groom, you don't have the bride. You don't have that relationship being connected. That's what we're celebrating. Although if we change the end to the story, the chasen was able to make it at the end. So immediately when he enters the hall, so the simcha is complete. All the pratim, all the details that they prepare are now are beautiful. So it's nimta that the entering of the chasen really completed the whole system, the whole ma'arechs of the suda, and gave, has given a taste to all the pratim which were prepared in his honor. Not only that, the entrance of the chassan also changed the ikr name of, of, and the essence of the suda, of the feast. At the beginning, right, the bread was bread, the meat was meat, just physical, material things, objects. But when the chassan enters, so now the lechem is a lechem shel mitzvah. It's a chalos chefts of the suda of the chassan. It's a complete different yisod, it's even a chefts shel mitzvah. The bracha changes as well. It only ends with hamot lechem and aretz. Like any bread, that, that's where the praise ends, from Hashem taking it out of the ground. But the simcha b'ma'ono, the joy is within His sanctuary. Because now that's what it brings about, that's what it represents. And that's a mashal in the midah of Malchus that we mentioned, that true, it's the last midah, right? But that 
gives taste and flavor all the details of all the midos, all the aspects of beauty and 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 kvura and so on that chesed that the previous midos bring out. And therefore, let's continue the mashal and understand its depth. That when the chasen comes in, right, with all that glory and the, right, the house is full with joy. If you ask someone, why are you right rejoicing with the coming of the entrance of the chasen? He'll say. Is it, right? He's not going to say um, because oh, now that the chassan comes in, he allows us to enjoy the food. Now it's right complete. Now we can enjoy everything and the beautiful singing. No one's a shaita to say such a ridiculous thing. Rather, we'll say that we're celebrating and we're rejoicing with the personal semcha of the chassan of his, you know, right, with that relationship, that precious home which is being built. And now, true, now we can also enjoy the beauty of the Suda, but that is the tuffle to the Ikr, the Ikr, the main part, right? The primary aspect is the Simcha of the Chasan. The Nimshal is to the Inyan Malcha Shemaim. Dovin HaMelech, right, lists six Midos in the Darche Ashkocha, which build an entire world, right? The ways that Akash Baruch interacts with the world, with these Midos, with these attributes, and Kanagdam, the world was built with, right, built in six directions, right? East, west, north, south up and down. And then the Indian Malchus comes about that when do these Dar Cheshemaim, the all the different aspects of the universe have um, which are the Binyan Olam Mlo'o that have this beauty is when it's Lacha Shema when through this world is comes about the revelation of Kvod Malchus Shemaim, the Malchus Hashem and dwells amongst us. That's when Finally, there is a purpose and there's a taste, a flavor to Shemaim Sapirim Kvayt Kel when the skies, when the heavens are saying over the glory of Hashem, that's when the entire world, which is built with the first six Midos and um, attributes of Hashem, that's when it's right with joy and with completion. But by MS, this is not the Tachas Asimcha, that, the, that this is not the, the, the bottom line that the Kvot Shemaim. Of that Hashem runs a world, the majesty of Hashem, and all the aspects of Malchus that we spoke about, particularly in the Shabbos Yurim, um, that series, that they're being meskala and being revealed through the world, because at the end of the day, what's being revealed through the world is limited to the expanse of the world, because it, right, where it's a finite world. Hashem's dwelling in this world brings with it tremendous, um, tremendous. Midos and and power which are infinite, which are come right above and beyond um, what's being revealed through the attributes which we can see in the manifestation of this world. The same way again with the mash of the chasam. In the Khanami it's true that the chasam completes the entire right system of the feast and the suda, but the ikar of the chasam is with the chasam himself, and therefore when Akadish Baruch is master shechina, in this world the world is complete, but that's not the ikar simcha. Rather. Tilim, as it says in Tilim Kuf Memtes, Yismach Yisrael ba'osav b'nei Tzion yakiv v'malkam. Akla Yisrael rejoice with their creator, b'nei Tzion of, of Yerushalayim, will go ahead and rejoice with their king. And that's when the Pasuk begins, L'cha Hashem, the, the Mamlacha is not only a completion, rather the Mamlacha through Hashem's kingdom, it's not only a completion, now everything has a purpose, oh, now the Chassan came, now we can enjoy the Sudam, we're happy the Chassan arrived, and that's why we can enjoy everything. Rather, the whole essence of the Suda, it's a completely different ballgame. It's, it's, it has not only that it has purpose, right, in this case, but you have a Malchus, a sense of comp completion and purpose, 
that now really elevates the entire game, and certainly part of the nimshal is only, it's not shaykh to the parable, but this last aspect of the manifestation, which is right much beyond our finite world, which only a certain amount can be revealed within it. So again, bring it down practically speaking. So the first step, and this is a, every every person, you know, in every stage of life can really go ahead and do and focus on the right the positive aspect of the four in, right individual, the world's outlook um, from the world's vantage point, right, being a worldly person. The negative aspect, it's not only about just lack and fulfillment, but the positive aspect with as we brought with this powerful mashal from Rav Pinkus, Zeichet Tzadik Levrocha, that it's only shaykh to have the sense of fulfillment and purpose, and we all crave Hashem. It's only shaykh to have this if we have that place, that makom, that the world was created from there. If we can't go ahead and have that direct relationship with Hashem. So what we're going ahead and doing, we're enjoying a beautiful feast in this world, but we don't have the chasen amongst us. So we'll, that's the way I think a powerful mashal to visualize what this means to us is that you know everyone dancing, you know, in circles and enjoying the feast, and you know that the chasen's not showing up. So it's devastating. Certainly, if you have a close kasher to him, and we do, we have a close kasher to Hashem. So the worlds of the nation—that's one thing. They would be very happy enjoying and so on certainly they also have purpose but they stop at the you know maximum will stop at number two number one is not only getting a sense of enlightenment but gauging eternity and reality and to be mamli Hashem that Hashem is we say Hashem is it's not only in the heavens but he's down here below and governs the world and we can create that relationship here that's the difference between very 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 briefly um, between our derech avod of connecting to Hashem and the umos ha'olam, the nations of the world. So, as a practical lamaisa, what comes out is that we can all gauge this to an extent, and as we grow older, we become more in tune to this, that not only the suffering of the world that we're trying to come to an end, but why does this answer to the suffering have to be through Mashiach and Beis HaMikdash? Because regardless to how our feast, you know, Look, Spain, if we're in India and it's starvation, there's nothing at the meal. Or if we're somewhere else and there's an abundance of everything that we can just dream of, at the end of the day, if we don't have the chasen there, we don't have a purpose to it, it doesn't, it doesn't add up to anything. We don't have the ultimate pleasure. We don't have right, first-class pleasure involved in our picture, so then everything just doesn't add up to anything. You can have a wonderful wife and children, have a successful business, be a good human being. But you can have a so what? I didn't do anything. So the way that I would say that we can take away from these sodos is remember at this point we're asking for HaKadosh Baruch which we do have a close cashier to him, as we said. The same way that every nation of the world, they care tremendously about their, quote-unquote, we'll say today, profile and their dignity and respect. Every single individual has the shame of, you know, American, a Persian, and so on, as we illustrated earlier, that muscle saving someone overseas, and will exert tremendous efforts for that. When we see another Yid, when we see this time of also Avas Chinam, to really go ahead and restore that unity, that love that we have for each other, in a real, sincere, profound way, 
which comes about Kishim Chagod of Akodosh Alin Karasa. Hashem called his name upon us. We're called the Yehudim, which comes from the Shem Avaya. For another time, if we resemble the Shem of Hashem, and that means that we have that close relationship with Hashem, if our Father is not here, what type of simchas that we're having dancing with a wedding, dancing at a wedding, without the chasan? Without the purpose, and in this case, we're the we're, we're the kala, we're the kala. We're supposed to engage in that relationship. So think about not only another guy, which is sitting at the wedding, he can can't really enjoy it. Um, certainly, if he has a close kasher with the chasan, the chasan doesn't show up. But think about if you're the bride, you're the kala, and your chasan couldn't make it, you'll be devastated, and then no one's gonna ask, you know, hey, what's the big deal? Enjoy the food. She'll. Weeping and crying, you know, my chassan couldn't make it. He was ill, with very tremendous concern and care. So, if we're supposed to engage in that relationship, and that's what we're created for, and that's what we all craved within us. We can all get in touch with this, um, and we're not going to speak about this barichas now. But if we can go ahead and relate to that, and by unifying all the people first to get, gather all of the, our loved ones that we want for that chassan and bring them together, not Mangs fighting and so on to have that avas chinam. So then, certainly, because Yaminu Mamish, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the chasm will come. Ki chasan yotze de kraskala Hashem misinai ba. As Rashi says over there in the pasuk, Hashem came from Sinai in Kabbalah Torah. Ki chasan yotze de kraskala as a chasan as a groom going towards the bride. So miratzon, my bracha, break as hediot, niakotan that we can all go ahead and take. At a side to remember, we can't just dance at a wedding without the chasen, even the more so when we're the kala. And we're built and created for that relationship, and that's the purpose of the world, not just the purpose of that wedding. The whole purpose has to be elevated. So that's a positive aspect, not remembering only what to fulfill and the tremendous joy which is included within that, the, the coming of the chasen, but rather the purpose, which everything has, everyone has come together for that purpose. Without that, doesn't have a taste and a smell. Ultimately, that's our existence, remembering that we don't just fade away over here on this earth, but we continue on, we live on, together as a people, and through Malchashmaim. And Yerotzon, very soon we should be dancing at a wedding, that we can have that revealed meaning of the chasen is here, ultimately where the kala, the chasen yotze dekras kala, and the mosia Hashem, ashivinu Hashem elecha v'nashuva, that revealed an open connection with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and certainly now it doesn't matter how great the taste of the, you know, the steak tastes and how wonderful the chaver that we have dancing with us at the wedding and financially we came we're all put together Baruch Hashem to thank Hashem for that but certainly us being the bride and we're doing well financially, socially and our purpose, what we're created for, is not being met. So certainly we have that lack within us. And to all strive for that. And actually, I take that back. I don't mean to strive for that. That's a ridiculous thing to say. And so something that we live every moment. We just have to reignite that. And the fact that we're standing at the chop and we're waiting for the chasen to come. To elevate the whole purpose of this big chasana. Called this world. And to enjoy all the pleasures of the world certainly serving and coming in only to serve that purpose of our unity and connection with what we crave for so much as eternity we want something which is not just finite and fleeting but the ultimate experience at Kana we should all 
have in mind this year as Hashem Tegula Shlema Bekarov Avinu Malkinu Horim Karni Yisrael Amecha Restore the dignity of Kal Yisrael Allow that revelation to flow through us and conclude the Malchus based David Mal, um, Malchus based Yosef the Meshech ben Yosef comes before Meshech ben David Meshech ben Yosef represents the Tzitzkos, the Midos, Tovos and so on that was the Mid of Yosef and before Meshech, Meshech ben David represents humility of humbling ourselves submission before HaKadosh Baruch which comes from Yehuda of Hoda David Amalekh represents that Midah of Anivos, humility. And we know that Eliyahu Anavi comes to Machzer, Klai Yisrael, B'Tshuvah, before they come of Malchus based David. Now, why is that so? So, with the Mashal we said earlier, Malchus has nothing unto its own. You can only reflect the most beautiful picture if you if the, if the mirror is clean and crystal clear. If it's full of dirt and so on, it can't reflect that. So, what we our task is to go ahead and purify ourselves. And to really polish that mirror as much as we can now, or closer to each other, to fix Yazo Rosh Darko, to find new ways. The concept of someone who's not going the right way is that, you know, he engages in the same patterns and he doesn't think of new ways. You know, if I engage with that, I won't be able to serve Hashem. To find new ways, to change his path, not just to change his actions. And after raising the dignity of Kal Yisrael, once we polish that beautiful picture, that, that image, that that we have within ourselves, every single one of us, we can ultimately reflect back, and as Malchus based David, the Bias Mashiach ben David, to reflect back Malchus Shemaim, the ultimate experience, the ultimate relationship. That we create within us in Yeratzon. We should go ahead and daven for that relationship. We want to connect. We want eternity. We want meaning. To come to the Harim Kerem Meshichecha to restore. And to bring the Melech HaMashiach. Build the Beis HaMikdash. That place of connection. Here it's Hashem. We'll see. Bekarov HaShiveinu Hashem Alecha Benashuva. Pull us closer. Renew our days of the previous connection, although this time forever. Atkan, thank you very, very much.